You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Phillies on radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. of the High Elms Podcast. And yes, Jack Fritz, it is the perfect off-season day. But in reality, it's the day we finally got what we wanted, what we've been asking for the entirety of the history of this podcast. A World Series. My favorite guy in baseball. He's my hero. They hired a Rays guy. We're doing the perfect off-season. Like, I'm with you, man. Playoffs this year, maybe World Series this year. Things could not be breaking our way more, buddy. I agree. And listen, the, the Braves can have their one-off random World Series all they want, <laughs> but we hired a Rays guy. So which is more important? It's a great question. Well, I would like to thank Dave Dombrowski for a lot of things, you know, actually like shockingly making me invested in the Phillies again and making me actually believe in the infrastructure of the Phillies again, which I honestly thought was something that might never happen again in my lifetime, but also for scooping me on the perfect offseason. Couldn't wait one day for this one. Literally, I said it to Jack as soon as it happened. In my perfect offseason, there's only one thing at the top that is in all caps, and it's sign a front office person from the Rays. My offseason's complete. I'm good. I don't even need to do this pod, Jack. Unbelievable. Yeah, and it's just it, it's it's exactly what we wanted. Like having a having a Tampa Bay Rays guy who has only worked for the Rays come and run our research and development department. Oh, man. Like we're not hiring like, we're not hiring some random guy from Google. I mean, like, with no plan or anything, like, like he's been brought in to to with a plan. Like he's he's brought in with an idea of what you know they want him to do. It's just like, ugh, boy, I, I I've been wrong about a lot, and I know like, I know nothing's really happened yet, and I know like it hasn't been proven or whatnot. But dude, like. I am so sorry for the Dave Dombrowski. <laughs> like he's literally doing can we, can like we go back and delete podcasts. Is that possible? Can we stricken that podcast from like, the world's record? If you put if you put if you just took out the name Dave Dombrowski and said this is a Ivy League GM uh who was like worked like 
whatever. Like he worked under like Thad Levine or he worked somewhere else and he gave him a blank title and this is what he well, this is what he's done so far. I mean, it's just like this is this is how smart organizations are built and I'm just so happy. I'm so happy that he's not like reverting back to old school oh. ways. Like he knows where oh. the sport is trending. The fact that he that he kept Ochard and and he kept Herg and, and Preston Mattingly. Preston Mattingly, who is the we already said on this podcast, the Fernando Tatis Jr. and and Vlad Guerrero Jr. <laughs> of of uh, of uh, uh, farm directors. Yes, yeah. so um, it's just remarkable. I mean that they are finally doing this thing right. I like. I know it's been a painful 10 years and I know it's been the, the, the rebuild has been wasted or whatever, but just look at what is in place. Now you have a, a raised guy who ran the, or was an assistant R and D guy there coming to be an assistant GM here. That's a massive upgrade. You have Brian Barber who in two drafts in two, whatever is added real talent to the system. You have smart guys down there when it comes to, where the sport is trending in driveline and, and, and that kind of stuff that are that, you know, you saw strides from last year I and mean, look what Bryson Stott's doing. Look what Logan O'Hoppy's doing. Like, look at what those guys are doing. That's a good sign. Preston Mattingly's here. Obviously like we have a lot to learn about him. I mean, he hasn't, we don't really know much about him, but just from everything we've read, people talking around baseball guy seems like he's on the ball. Like things are really starting to turn the right way. I couldn't be happier. And the news that came down today, it was like, I I almost wanted to hit the breaking news sounder on the air, but I knew I knew <laughs> no one would care. Um, but I felt I literally felt like a million bucks. I've been giddy ever since. I've been smiling. Um, like the the last, you know, they they blew the rebuild. They did, but everything that they've done under Dave Dombrowski has been the right thing. They've kept the right people. They're moving the right direction, and I just have this overwhelming sense that these next, you know, five years. Five to ten years are going to be really, really good for Phillies baseball, and Dave is going to leave leave us in the uh, in a good spot. Jack, dare I say? I, I don't even know if I can let the words escape my mouth without a laugh after or without sarcasm attached. But Jack, dare I say it for the first time in the history of that Ops podcast? Are the Phillies a smart organization now? Like, do are we how? Like, how long have we said? I just want a smart baseball team. Like, I just want a smart baseball team. Like, buddy, like, like it's starting to feel like the Phillies are turning in to a baseball team that has the potential to be a damn smart baseball team. And, like, to your point about Dombrowski, especially, like, and, and again, you know, we've never said anything bad about mm -mm. Dave Dombrowski. We love mm -mm. the hire when it happened. It yes. was a, a no-doubt hire. Uh, but, you know, I mean, seriously, like, you look at that hire – and what this guy has done, and then contrast it with the Lowell, uh, I'm sorry, the Mets, and like literally can't get anyone to take, they're talking about hiring a lawyer who's been out of the game for three years. Like it, it makes you appreciate them getting Dave Dombrowski that much more. You know I mean, it's just like, again, I don't think I've been more wrong about a Phillies take than my initial take when they hired Dave Dombrowski. Like it's the most wrong I think I've been. Like this guy has done everything we could have possibly wanted him to do since he came in here, all the concerns we had, all the, I really hope this doesn't happen. I really hope he's not you know, going to go old school, this and that, like all that stuff. It's been none of it. Like not a single thing. 
has been that. Like he has done exactly what we hoped he would be. And then when you, you think about the actions and then the guy himself and the pedigree and the knowing what a winning organization looks like and all that, and, and combine that with the, the brains and the baseball smarts that have been brought into this organization or, or, you know, sustained in the organization with the minor league development guys and stuff, man, like I, this is in the history of the IOS podcast, the most optimistic I have been about the future with the Phillies. Like, that's it. Like the most optimistic I've been. And we said it going in the offseason, Jack. And we're about to do our perfect offseason. And we're really excited about it. Jack's probably I, I might I might not get it right, but I would say Jack's mentioned it to me like somewhere in the neighborhood of 255 times today. You know, perfect offseason deck. Hey, perfect. Did you know it's perfect? He even tweeted at, at a, like tweeted at, at response to my the, the Go Birds podcast. I did this isn't the perfect offseason. But like Jack is so ready for this perfect offseason pod. And the thing is, is we talked about this coming in, but but as excited as we're going to get about this and as hopeful as we are that they're going to sign the guys we want, make the trades we want, all that, like the most important thing that had to happen this offseason, and again, nothing has happened yet. We haven't seen these guys in action yet. But but the most important thing was Dave Dombrowski nailing these hires. And man, like it's really looking like he's nailing these hires. Yeah, and it's not even – this this is going to sound like a, a small thing, but given what we've had to deal with in the last couple of years, like just just reading his comments, and we weren't able to hear them, but it was like, wow, a real adult just talking about the talking about baseball <laughs> and being open and honest about what they need. Like, yeah, they need a center fielder, they need a left fielder, they need a closer, uh, and like he just the, the the thing that I've been most impressed with uh, is just that they have a plan. Like it feels like there is a legitimate, legitimate plan here. It feels like they have turned this whole thing around and dare I say it, they're, they're turning into a, a well-functioning organization. Sure. The, the last couple of years have happened, but you know, it's kind of like, I'm, I'm willing to, to give them a blank slate and, and start this thing all over. I don't like, I know they bought the rebuild, but I can't keep harping on missing on draft picks and all that stuff because I believe where this team is at is really trending in the right direction. And like everything they're doing is stuff that smart organizations do and uh, couldn't be more fired up. And today was just like almost the icing on top of the cake. It's like, wow, they hired a raise guy. We all we've wanted, James, since the inception, like like, (laughs) they, 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 they missed on high Like they, they've missed on raise guys in the past. But damn it, we got a raise guy, and it's not Jose Alvarado. You know, it's it's not Ryan, <laughs> it's not Ryan Sheriff or whatever. Like it's it's a real raise guy, and and the guy that seems like he had his hands in getting some legitimate talent and trades down there, uh, and knowing what to look for and knowing what what not to look for. I mean, James, what is the 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 old adage I guess in baseball right now is like, don't make trades with the raise. Well, guess who was running or being a part of their their R and D development? This guy. Like, like that's what we're talking about here. The guy that helped the Rays pretty much steal every trade they've made in the last couple of years is now on our side. Are we gonna dare I say it? Make smart moves? I mean, <laughs> again, again, the Braves World Series is very adorable, but we hired a Rays guy today, and frankly, I will take that over a World. I honestly, it's not, it's not even a bit. It's not even a bit. I would no, rather. No, it's not. I would rather have the Rays guy than a World Series this year. Well, no, no, hope is the Rays guy means multiple World That's Series, right? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I can't believe they hired a Rays guy, man. Like, I, 
Like if we weren't already doing the perfect off season pod tonight, like we would have done an emergency pod for an assistant general manager hire. And it would have been the first emergency pod for an assistant general manager hire in the history of podcast, Jack. So, you know, we could have like made history today if we wanted to. That's how exciting. I mean, that's how exciting we are. I can't believe they're to get raised like a smart guy who's involved in something like, man. And, and then when you think about what Dombrowski has to offer, and obviously, again, like we've talked about the what he's doing from building this organization up for the future and the hires he's made and just the the institutional knowledge when you compare when you pair what he has to offer from the 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 history in baseball from the being with winning organizations from winning it all and all that stuff and then you add it with these smart young guys who understand where the sport is at like man it just, again you know you need results this is the, we're 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 projecting but it feels like a match made in heaven it feels like the exact type of of you know uh, m- mesh of of baseball ideology that I would want for my franchise. Yeah, it's, and it's awesome. And, and I don't know if I brought it up on this podcast or not, but I mean, you got to give credit to David. He did. Oh, you, got, you got you got other podcasts. Or? He, no, he yeah. he did build the, the the Tigers up from the from you know he started there in oh, two thousand two. Yeah, no, you've never you've never mentioned it. Oh, okay. Let me let me let good, me good. let me rehash this again. <laughs> no, but I, I agree with you. I actually just wrote it down on my notes. Like this one this might be a perfect storm. Uh and, yeah. and it's like it's it's a mesh of old school and uh, honestly the best organizations I mean we just saw it with the Braves, um, you know, they 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 mesh the old school with the new school. Uh Anthropolis, you know, is a more older school GM, I guess. I mean, I guess like back in the day he was considered analytical, but now he's become <laughs> become old I school. That's <laughs> so funny. Um, but with it like they that he knows he knows how to build a roster. He knows how to fill out a roster and that kind of stuff. And that's where I think Dave is gonna be massive. I mean, I I, I just trust him heading into this offseason. Like when he says that he wants a closer, I just assume he's gonna go get the one of the best guys in the sport. Uh, when he says he needs a center fielder and he needs a left fielder, like I just trust that the guy he's going to bring in is going to is going to get the job done. I mean, even you know it, it's not as massive as the race guy, but getting a guy like Kevin Long in here. I mean, Kevin Long. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Michael, Michael Conforto. If you want to get crazy, not New York Post crazy, who has him signing him for six <laughs> six one forty, but like Conforto has best what? year. Yeah. I thought he was like a one year prove it deal dude, guy right now. Dude, Ken Davidoff of the of the post of the, of the wow. Phillies the Phillies signing him for six one forty and Man, that's just insanity. I almost threw my phone on the Google because like that's you insane. saw Conforto play last year, right? Yes. Like he watched baseball or where he no. was terrible until August or whatever. Horrendous. Yeah. yeah. So but I like either way, having a guy like they're just bringing in so many high level people into this organization to go along with what's already here. And I'm just, I just couldn't be more excited. I literally could not be more excited about where, like, I, this is, for, I, it's not even, a, I'm not even doing a bit right now. I know I, people think I could get overly excited about the Phillies. Like, I am so in on this team right now. I could not be more in on the Phillies, which sounds insane given, you know, my track record on this podcast. But like, I literally am so happy, happy and confident and believe and i just it's just it's such great vibes right now just great yeah vibes. I, I, well i think that's the thing is is if you're listening to pod and you're like oh well jack you're always in you know you're always whatever like you just said like i'm in dude like, yes i'm the one who's normally like jack stop this i know is whatever like i jack and i a hundred percent aligned like i feel the exact same way i said it before i'll say it again it's true like 
it is the to 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 borrow our title our our, our the name of this podcast. My hopes have never been higher in the history of this podcast. Like legitimately, Bryce Harper getting signed. Like obviously, that was awesome. That was cool. We got the guy. All that. Like this is like real fundamental excitement about this team where it's like i believe in the purpose i believe in what they're doing i believe in how they're doing it and and that's if anyone who's listened to this podcast for a long time knows like that's that's always been our thing all we've wanted a smart organization yeah all we've wanted is a well-functioning baseball team that's literally all we've wanted is a team that we believed in that was smart and, and whatnot. And and what if this is what if this really is Pat Gillick taking over all over again? You know, oh yeah. six and, and immediately the Phillies turn into a, a contender pretty much overnight. Um and i just whew, I just I'm so excited. I just it, it yeah. I, I actually like for for as great as Bryce is and all that stuff, it feels like we're actually gonna have a chance at a real winner here. And we don't have to deal with the what was me Phillies fan. That's like, oh well, there's no talent anywhere and all this stuff. It's like I get it, but just and I I think I've been preaching this all off season, but trust that it's coming. Like it's like the things are turning around, and <laughs> I don't want to steal a flower analogy, but dare I Uh-oh. say, dare Uh-oh, I say, right. the roots are under the system, <laughs> and you just got to keep watering and fertilizing, and you know one day it's gonna pop, and when it pops, baby. This podcast is going to be on fire. This city's going to oh, be on buddy. fire. Baseball is going to be so back in Philadelphia. Uh, we're going to have 45,000 people down at CBP with rally towels going yet again. It might not be this season. I think it'll be this season. But even if it's not this season, the window is continuing to open under Dave Dombrowski. Ugh, what a time to be alive. What a time to be alive, man. Like, there's this hope. A, like, there's been no, yeah, there's, there's no hope, hope under Matt Glenzak and Andy McPhail. Like, it would just be ranting and ranting and ranting and go spend money and all this stuff and clean up all your mistakes. There's an actual freaking plan. What a time. I, it, honestly, it's, like, almost surreal. <laughs> it feels like I forgot what that's like, man. It's, uh, it's pretty awesome. All right, with that in mind, speaking of plan, I think it's time to get to it. Uh, again, you've only mentioned it to me like 300 times. What did today. I? What did I come into your studio today and say? He says perfect off season day. But uh, what, what? What movie reference? Oh, what was the movie reference? Um, oh come on! I thought this was I memorable. Know, was, I thought this was a that, memorable that, part of your day. It, well, it, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm doing a show. Oh right. I guess you are. I guess you are. No, but it's. I, I, I woke up today. And I felt like Vince Vaughn and Wedding Crashers. Oh, yeah, goes, that's what you said. Yeah. It's wedding season. Yeah. No, it's, it's perfect off-season day. Yeah. All right, let's get into it. Uh, I, again, like, no joke, I really swear on my daughter's life that in caps at the top of my thing from when I made this list is sign up front office person for the race. So we're already one for one on my list. That Nailed it. the most important thing. Nailed it. Nailed it. All right, let's get into it. You want to go first? Uh, you know what? Let me go first, and then because people are anticipating yours, I'm like an also ran here. I know it. There are certain things that that are my thing, and there are certain things that are your thing. The perfect off season, it's your thing, and you're the king of the perfect off season. Also, to be frank, I suck at fake trades. It's just what it is. I, I know. suck at it. I try and come up with them. I suck at it. It drives me crazy. But I have a trade. So 
All right, I'm going to dive in. I'm going to do my offseason, and then we'll, we'll just clear right. the floor. It'll be like a Carmelo Anthony possession. We'll clear out. You just take over, do no, your thing. No, I'm not, I, I'm going to be locked in on your perfect offseason. Oh, I'm going to okay. react off. All right. All right, you already know what my first move is because I, I told Sonny you. a guy from the Rays. Yeah, yeah, but, well, yes, my, my first uh, roster move, I will say. Um, you also know what that is because I've been talking to you about it. I'm not talking about it on the pod, but I've talked to you about it quite a bit off the pod. I, I have one guy that I want, and I have a lot of moves, but I have one guy that I want this offseason. Nick Castellanos has to be a Philly. Like, that's it. I need Nick Castellanos on the Philly. I need a guy like that. I need a dude who I can freaking count. Remember we were just talking about Anthony Rendon, and we're like, oh, Alec Bone could be our Rendon. Nick Castellanos is Rendon. Like, that's the kind of hitter he is. A guy you can just count on to go out and just spray the ball all over the field and, and hit some bombs for you and just be a consistent piece in the middle of the lineup. Dave Dombrowski obviously has talked about a left fielder. I think they are going to add a left fielder. I think Castellanos just makes perfect sense. I think you get him for a little cheaper than you get, like, the top guys on the market. He's not going to cost Correa money. He's not going to cost Flory money. A little bit less than that. I need Nick Castellanos on the Phillies for that. And Dave Dombrowski gets to bring his uh, his prized prospect back. You know, all oh come- yeah, I didn't even think of that. Look at that, buddy. Oh, the Tigers. Yes, of course. Yeah, Tigers. all comes full Dave circle. Dombrowski built the Tigers. I t- I forgot this. I forgot that Dave Dombrowski built the Tigers. It's yeah, good. it is easy to forget. It's not like he was there for uh, twelve years or yeah, yeah, twelve years. So okay, uh, Castellanos. I would definitely take Cassianos. I'm a little worried about giving up a second round pick to sign him. I fully understand. <laughs> like, believe me, I would be happy. I'm just telling you that this is how I feel. I would be at the moment. I would be happy they signed him, but I would also be thinking we could have drafted the next Ethan Wilson with the second round pick, and that doesn't sit well with me. So, um, I like Cassianos. If you're looking, like, if you if you're judging off of what Dave Dombrowski said the other day, uh, talking about wanting a, a big bat in left field. I mean, there's no better option to me than, than Castellanos. Yeah, I love Castellanos. I'm on him. All right, if, if I don't get Castellanos, I would be in on the Correa, Semyon, say, Seager. Well, they're not, they're not signing Correa. It's not even worth the discussion. No, they're not. I'm just throwing, again, I'm saying if I can, Castellanos is my guy. That's my favorite dog season. I'm signing Castellanos. But I'm just saying, like, if I don't get Castellanos, I would be willing to venture into those markets. But but Castellanos is my guy. All right. Um, so second move. Um, so I've gone back and forth on this, and you and I have talked about this. And I and it was John Heyman today tweeting out Phillies are in on Starling Mark, right? Yeah. Which you know talked about center fielder. He's 33. He's going to be 34 next October. Just went through the McCutcheon thing. I don't love it, but. Dude's pretty athletic. I mean, with 47 steals, he had like, what, 30 straight or whatever last year. Here's what I'm doing. I'm overpaying Starling Marte so that he signs a two-year deal. Because I can't give him three years. I can't go four years. Like, I can't, I can't do that. But I think Starling Marte is aging well enough where and, – and all the injuries he has, it's always a freak injury. It's always like he gets hit by a pitch or something. Like, it's never a hamstring. It's never a this. I'm overpaying because I'm saving a little on Castellanos. I'm not going into you know high level shortstop money. I mean, obviously, perfect offseason they go over luxury tax. We all know they're not going to do that. So we're trying to stay at least realistic. Let's be realistic here for a second. Yes, we're trying. We're trying to be realistic. Yes. Um, I'm I'm overpaying Marte for two. Years. 
And then I've got my outfield of Bryce Harper, Starling Marte, and Nick Castellanos. And, and part of my thought process, as I've said to you many times, is I, I feel like the, the best plan for the Phillies right now is a double-barrel approach where you commit to the squad that you have now on the field and you try and win with this group because Bryce Harper, and Zach Wheeler, and JT, and all these guys are in the prime of their careers. They're paid a lot of money. You've already got a lot invested in this team. Like, go for it because the rest is far away. So, so worry about building up from the bottom and building up the farm system and stuff, but also take a shot with this group right now. And the only way you do that is to, to add some premier talent right now. So that's my outfield. So I, I, know, I know you're a little, a little nervous about Marte and I am too. That's, I would not do this for three years. It is two years. If I could get him one year, insane amount of money, I'd do it, but there's no way he's going to sign. Bill. Right. And you know, he's going to do whatever it takes to get three or more years. I know. I know. I, this is, this is again, perfect off season. This is a little pie in the sky. ish. I know that, but I'm, I'm going, yeah. I'd rather pay him an extra 10 million in the first two years to save that third year. Yeah, and I think I think Marte's awesome. Like, it's not that I'm worried about the player. It's just like I'm not. I have no interest in giving a 33 year old uh, <laughs> three I years. Agree. So. I get it. I get it. Yeah, no, I but like, it. listen, if you if you can get him, for, like, even I would even give him two and a third and a third year option and just see how it plays out. See where he's at. Yeah. Yeah, but but like the the now I do he he's he for 33. I mean, he's still he's phenomenal. I, I, honestly, I was shocked he was 33. Like yeah. I knew it earlier this year, but when I found out that he was 33. I was floored. I thought it was like 30. Yeah, me too. I, I, he does not seem 33 to me. Just like, because he, he's still so athletic and, and all that stuff. So he probably ages well. Like, Lorenzo Cain's the one that I always worry about uh, when it comes to like these kind he's of things. He's a better hitter than, than Kane. Yeah, he's a better hitter. Um, you know, he still stole a ton of bags last year, all that stuff. So would just be worried and about just, But he's he's obviously the almost a perfect fit. And I'm looking at needs for this team right now, and I'm bad at fake trades. And I don't want Byron boxing because I think that's going to end up costing a lot of money. I don't trust that guy to stay healthy or anything at yes, all. And, there's, and there just aren't a lot of options. Like, they need a center fielder unless we're talking about moving someone who isn't a who isn't a, a go-to center fielder. Like, you know, we've talked about trading for Mitch Haniger in the past. I love Mitch Haniger. I would still be interested in him. But he's not a center fielder. He can no. play it, but he's not. He's not a center fielder. I've just seen enough bad defense with this team the past few years, particularly last year, where, like, I, I want a center fielder who can make some plays. So – Start the, the thing with Marte is he's the only guy. Like he's the only center fielder on the market, the only legit center fielder on the market you can look at and say that guy's a stud. So that's it was more of a scarcity thing for me with Marte than anything. Okay. You ready for my next move? Yes. I have one one more offensive move and then and then we'll get to pitching. You ready for my trade? Yes. Okay. And I need a little help with it because I have a prospect attached and it'll probably take more. I might need your help with what level of prospect I'd have to give up. I know I'm probably below right now, but okay. I'm going to I'm going to take a shot here. I'm trading Reese Hoskins. Wow. And Jalen Ortiz. Like you add another prospect, I probably this is not enough. But I'm trading for Matt Chapman, man. I'm trading for Matt Chapman. I'm turning Alec Bowman to a first baseman. I'm locking down third base with the best defensive third baseman in the sport, or at least one of the, the couple handful of best defensive third baseman in the sport. I just, I love Matt Chapman. He's still young. He is still not paid for two more years. Him and Reed's similar situations with that. I love Matt Chapman. I've wanted to be a Philly forever. I don't know what else I have to give up. Plus reason and, and an Ortiz type prospect. I, I'm sure it's more, but I think there's something there. 
It would definitely be at least one more prospect, I would Matt say. Ol- Matt Olson, it looks like they're probably going to trade him. They're shopping him, so you would, you know, yeah. fit there where they bring him Rees, they move Matt Olson, something like that potentially. I know that Rees getting close to getting paid is an ideal for Oakland. It's not a perfect fit. Like a Alec Bohm, Matt Chapman trade probably makes more sense, but I, I just I can't trade Bohm. So <sighs> Matt Chapman is obviously great defensively. It's just you can't hit. And it, 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 he it, can hit. He, he can he's hit. a 240 hitter. He's, he's like, not 240. Dude, he's been a, he's been a he's been a below average offensive player for the last couple of years. He he had the breakout year a couple of years ago where he had 38 yes, homers. Mon- monster year a couple of years ago. And it was yes, like wow, he, this... he was he had 27 home runs last year. He batted oh he was awful last year offensively. Yeah. All right, I didn't realize quite how bad he was offensively last year. That that that. Makes me a little nervous, but he's still he's still young. He's still good. Yeah, I mean, obviously the defense is remarkable. Twenty eight. Yeah, no, I mean Matt Chapman's awesome uh, defensively, but I mean he goes two forty nine, two thirty two, two ten. Yeah, I didn't realize how bad he was last year offensively. I, I probably should have looked up his stats a little bit before my fake trade, um, but I still like it. Yeah, I mean, listen, Matt Chapman is awesome. Just when it comes to deep, like you, just and, having and you a lose vacuum. A pop, but you're bringing Castellanos in to kind of make up for it a little bit. I would definitely be I, the one concern with it is you're lacking pop in the lineup a little bit. Mm. But I just I, I don't I'm not I don't see myself giving Reese Hoskins the money he wants. Was it next year or whatever? And I want to try and parlay that. Is I can't look unless we know for sure the DH is going to be here, which. I think there's a chance it is, but we don't know. Like, I can't have Bowman or Hoskins on the same team. I can't. Well, um, yeah. Well, I, mean, I don't know what you're. I don't. I wouldn't be too worried about Pop. I mean, you have thirty. You've had you probably thirty homers from Matt Chapman. If he doesn't, if he doesn't play in Oakland, he's playing here. You probably have twenty-five to thirty from Castellanos. You have thirty plus from Bryce. You hope Bowman gets to twenty. You should get to twenty pretty easily. And then uh, Marte, well, whatever, ten. So yeah, I mean, the pop, the pop will be fine. I don't know, but having a vacuum, a vacuum like Matt Chapman would be fun. I think it would probably cost a little bit more. I agree. That's why I think it would cost a little bit more. But but I'm in that range right there. Um, I would actually, I would actually they... trade for Matt Olson before Chapman. Ooh, that uh, so uh, talk about adding pop to the lineup. Talk oh. this out with me. So. So a uh, Hoskins and prospects for Olsen type deal? Yeah. I mean, Matt Olsen. So what are like we doing it. with Bone? I love Matt Olsen. Dude, I've won Matt Olsen in fantasy for, for three years. I picked him up like or I've been an early Matt Olsen guy. Like I had him that whole first year when he went nuts in the second half. Like, I'm a Matt Olsen guy. Talk to me. Yeah, I'm I mean, down to, to trade for Matt Olsen. You're, I'm down to on the fly change my perfect call. I mean, you're basically adding forty homers, hundred plus RBIs and a, forty, maybe fifty. No, no, I hit thirty. He hit thirty nine last year. I mean, he goes, he goes thirty nine, fourteen last year, which is whatever in twenty twenty, which you have no idea, whatever. Uh, thirty six, twenty nine, twenty four. I mean, that's legitimate major pop and and good, good, uh, good defense at first base. Uh, I don't, I gotta look up when his contract is up. But Matt Olson is like the kind of middle of the order impact bat that would like actually change things. Yeah, here. and if you don't want to pay, with you, man. if you don't want to pay, they're looking to trade him. That's the rumor too. He's only twenty seven years old. I guess he turns twenty eight in March. So. Let's do this. Let's trade for Matt. He betted 271 last year, which is crazy. So he, he, has, he has this year, and then he has next year where he's still on arbitration. And so then, same thing as Chapman. Same yeah, exact so thing. 2024 is when he becomes a free agent. Yeah, let's do Matt Olson instead. I like that. It was more of a, so what do we do with Bohm? Like, Alec Bohm's not a third baseman. Like, he's just not. Like, he's not. 
Well, I'm, I can't do that again. I'm kind of banking on the uh, the, the DH coming. Yeah. In my I'm perfect in my perfect offseason, the the DH is in the NL. <laughs> oh, okay, I like that. All right, yeah. let's go with that then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So well, in that case, I, but I like the Olsen idea. That's not that is that's a, that's an idea right there. So what? I'll, I'll wait to hear what you're doing with that. Well, they're they're both they're both in the same track, by the way. Hoskins is also in the same track as Olsen, but I don't okay. Know. All right, good, good, good. All right, well, that's you know at least a little better. I thought Hoskins was a year earlier. Okay, good. Um, I need a bench bat. I like all the guys I like are too good. You know, I would love to have Chris Taylor here. My guess is someone pays him to start, but a guy like that like, who can play multiple positions. Yeah, but I, I'm not. I would be. I would be pretty mad if they signed Chris Taylor. But well, he's going to cost too much. I'm and, saying I'm, I'm talking as a bench guy. I would want Chris and he's costing a draft pick. I'm not. I'm not getting a draft pick for. Chris is he Taylor. really? Did he get a, a yeah. qualifying offer? Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, that that is a a fair point then. Um. All right. I'll get back to a bench bag because honestly, it's not. It's not super exciting out there in terms of bench bats. And also, I'm, I'm not exactly sure what people will cost. Like a guy like Jorge Soler is someone you look at maybe coming off the offseason. Eddie Rosario might have made a little too much money. You think Soler made too much money in the offseason? Because, again, these are both guys, Eddie Rosario and Jorge Soler, who were, were literally free at the trade deadline. Yeah. Uh, so, it's always hard to get a gauge on that. Soler's younger and has the home run pop that you know is there. So he probably – I would – I would pay Soler more than I'd pay Rosario. I mean, Rosario looked like he's done before going to Atlanta. Uh, but I, you know, I don't think it's going to cost more than like seven million a year. Yeah, and that's very, very doable for that type of guy. All right, I'm going to breeze through my pitching thing quick so we can get to your perfect offseason. It's been way too long on my perfect offseason. All right, um, I'm signing a starter. I'm adding one. I don't think Zach Eflin's going to be fully ready to start the season. We saw this past year how important depth in starting pitching is. Um, I'm going to spend a little bit of money here. I'm not, I, I, I'm, this is where I veer away from Dave. I'm not paying big money for a closer. I'm not giving, you know, Iglesias is the only one of the guys on the market who I would be okay with. Uh, you know, I, I love Iglesias. Yeah, Iglesias but I'm not, I'm not giving a million a year. And I'm not, that's my point. I'm not giving up a draft pick for him either. Oh my God. You in the draft pick. <laughs> All right. Um, so I, I, my plan in the bullpen is different, but I'm signing Steven Matz. I think you get Matt's for a pretty cheap deal. He did not get a qualifying offer, Jack. So there you go. Thank you. Had a really nice year. He's hit or miss, but I, you know he's an R, and I think he's someone who has the potential to be pretty decent. Um, so, but Stephen Matz is really just a stand-in for that type of guy, someone who can come in and can be a part of this rotation. I don't trust Kyle Gibson going into next year. I hope Ranger is amazing. I'm actually more excited about Ranger than Kyle Gibson. Like, I hope but. So. That with between the Kyle Gibson thing, between the Eflin thing, and between the who knows with Aaron Nolan and all that stuff, like I am signing another starter. I need an extra guy there. Um, and then bullpen wise, I told you I'm not going closer. I'm I'm signing like three, four guys, but uh, well, I'm re-signing actor. I think that's a no-brainer. Um, and then I- I'm signing two of these guys, a- and I think some will cost more than others, but I think you can all get get all these guys for at least a somewhat reasonable. The most expensive option that I have that might be out of our range with a multi-year deal is Kendall Graveman. That guy's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, pitched in the playoffs again. Like we've seen him. He's someone who, you know, went from someone who was throwing like 90 to like 98. You know, he's he's worked on his craft and all that. I, I like Graveman a lot. I think he's not, I think he's doable. Uh, another playoff guy I like a lot, Corey Knebel. You know, I, I think you can get Knebel for a, a decent price, a, a one-year deal potentially. 
Um, and then I'm signing. Uh, so I'm signing one of those two guys as my higher ticket guy, either Knebel or Graven. Graven will be my first choice. And then I'm getting a guy who I think is is probably someone who um, won't cost too much. You know, five mil, maybe four, five, six range. Um, who's kind of a little bit older, but is still a good pitcher. Like Brad Hand, like jumped around from teams last year, ended up having a pretty good year. Alex Cologne, like wasn't awesome last year, but was freaking awesome the year before that. Like someone like that, who's closed games before, who's play, had gotten some big outs before, uh, you know, uh, uh, Michael Givens is like a lower end version of that, not as good as those two, at least production wise. Um, and I'm also looking at Colin McHugh. I know he's 35, but I like those guys who can kind of open for you and kind of come in some spots. It's coming from the race. So there's a connection there. I'm looking at those guys. I I, I don't have my perfect off season, let's say is Graveman, Cologne and, and McHugh or something like that. But I, I, any, any grouping of these guys here, I'm in. Uh, yeah, I, I like, I like Graveman a lot. Uh, I guess my only thing, I don't, I'm kind of out on signing free agent relievers. Like it just, I've been burned by it so much sure, in the past. I, I get it. But what are we going to do? We don't have the guys yeah. in the system right now. I got, I, got. I mean, Sir Anthony, Sir Anthony, you hope they come back and be an impact guy for you. But like, I need to compete this year, and I, I need some guys who can get out to my pen. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, I I like Graveman a lot. Knable's actually in my perfect offseason as well. So Ooh, nice. I want I want okay, him good. bad. Uh, Brad Hand. Oh, yeah, he's I, good, man. I have no interest in Brad Hand. And, I figured you wouldn't. I love. Oh. I have always liked Brad Hand. Uh, I loved Brad Hand two years ago. I don't like modern day Brad Hand. He was, he was pretty good last year, man. Like he was better than you think. After the seventy area, like the... se- he had a two seventy area on the season. No, he had a two seventy area at the Mets. But... Is that what it was? Yeah, right, we'll still pitch well at the end. Got hot, got hot late, like a veteran does. Um, but yeah, the point is that he was he's on my lower end, but I would take a shot on that. Yeah, and he could probably have him. For You're right. He almost... had a two seventy area at the Mets. That is correct. Yes. All right. Are you ready? His totally area was four three four. No, yes. Not good. Yes. And okay. Yeah. I feel like the Phillies always dominated. Four one two. It was four one two, Jack. So okay. there you go. Uh, all right. Uh, enough of me. I'm 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 laying out. It is your world right now, my friend. Do your thing. All right. So uh, let's start this one off on brand. Uh, I am trading Mickey Moniak and Christian Hernandez to the Pirates for David Bednar. <laughs> Getting an absolute lockdown reliever. That is, that is, that is as on brand as it gets. I will say, though, it is a little jarring that you're getting rid of our, our biggest fan, you know, as far as Philly's players go uh, in, the, in the very first trade. I know. Well, so, I'm just, I'm letting him, I'm letting, you, I'm letting him. You'll notice, just, just, just for the record, Mickey, uh, you'll notice one of us didn't trade you, the other did. Just so. Right. I guess my point is I want to let him go, give him a chance to start elsewhere and enough with this. Oh, Whatever. I see. That's a good move. You're doing it for Mick. I'm That's doing good, it. Good work. Doing it for Mick. Yes. Yes. So, uh, Bednar is, is awesome. I mean, like 96 has a hammer, uh, hammer curve. Uh, actually, I think it's more like a slider, but I had like a two, three last year. Um, and just as like a bulldog, take the ball whenever you need them out of the bullpen. Uh, and I, I am very pro trading for bullpen arms than I am for, signing at this point just because like I feel like they never work out and I like the idea of trading for a guy that's ascending and I think David Bednar is doing that so David Bednar is my uh on brand reliever trade okay yeah yeah I'm with you it's very on brand I would give up the qualifying offer I will give the second round pick to sign Cassianos for left field but just for the sake of 
of being different from James. I am signing my guy, Saya Suzuki, to a three-year, $24 million deal. This guy is so awesome, it's not even funny. I mean, he he had 38 homers last year, led led the league in war, has four gold gloves, has walked more than he struck out. I mean, the guy is awesome. Bats over 300 over there, which probably translates to, I don't know, like 285 here. Um, guy is a an elite talent that I think you're getting at a at a, a not great like a, at a good price, um, and I just him hitting tanks at Citizens Bank Park is something I absolutely need next year. Can uh, he can play center field if you need him? I'm signing him for left unless Bryce wants to go over there, but I understand. Um, so I will have Saya in left uh, and. To play center field, James, I am trading Simone Muziati and James MacArthur to the Tampa Bay Rays for Kevin Kiermeyer. <laughs> Unless you're getting to defense. Man. I am getting the elite defensive center yeah, fielder in baseball. I'm getting him for one more year after this one. That It is so classic Rays to trade him at this point. Won't cost much. Uh, money, obviously, because the, the, the Rays wouldn't have paid him. Um, obviously, not the highest average guy, but honestly, if I bat Kevin Kiermeyer eight, seven, eight, and and he hits me twenty homers, bats two forty, and plays elite center field, that's all I really care about. Yeah, dude, I I love Kiermeyer. I've talked about him in the past. I, I that dude is as good as it gets as a defensive center fielder. And, and I taught like when I'm talking about more, I mean, like I need somebody who can play some defense in center field. I need it. So yeah, I'm and it, and super cheap, like should not cost a lot. The next thing I'm doing is I am signing Trevor story for five years and $120 million. Oh, buddy. I'm giving him the Springer contract. I'm letting him play shortstop for me for the next five years. I don't care about the road splits. I don't care about any of that stuff. Trevor Story rakes, and I think if you add him to this lineup, it is just beyond potent. I don't think he's going to cost as much as Seager or Correa. Um, I, I like him way more than I like Javi Baez. I think he's. I think you're getting him at a at a pretty good price there. Uh, like like Springer, I I thought it was an impact bat last offseason. I would sign up for for that level of production from from Trevor Story. Bring him here. Enough with the dumpster fire that was shortstop last year. Um, and this way that Stott doesn't have to come up and have the pressure of playing shortstop from day one. I could have him. That start. was going to be my question. I was thinking about Stott because obviously in my off season, that's the idea that Stott comes up and plays. Yeah, I will. Uh, I love Stott. I think he's going to be really, really good. I think his bad plays from day one. I'm not totally sure about shortstop. Um, if they don't sign, like, I'm not sure how realistic signing story is. Um, I'm like, Beyond fine if 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 if, if Bryson Stott is my opening day shortstop, uh, perfect offseason notwithstanding. I am trading Eric Miller, Yosuar Garcia, and another prospect oh. if needed to the Oakland Athletics for Lou Trevino. I am. Ooh. He's <laughs> you're making some serious reliever trades, huh? Oh, you, come on. Do you know who? Do you know who you host this podcast with? I know. Yeah, Yosuar's fallen pretty far, though. That's a shame. He's fine. He's 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 a elite so, de- elite defensive player. Not sure on the bat. 
but still has the prospect pe- pedigree. There, people will take a shot on him. Eric Miller, I think, could be really good, but he's already 24. Um, you know, he just hasn't been able to stay healthy, but he has legit upside. It might take another prospect. I think Trevino's uh, are eligible for the next three years. Um, so uh, you have a you have him under control for the next couple of years, and you get a legitimate lockdown closer. Like, like I don't want to trade for Josh Hader, even though I think that that is in the in the cards. Um, cause only one more year. It's going to cost so much to, right? Like I would rather trade a similar prospect package to go get Lou Trevino, um, and have him for the next four years than I would be for hater for one more year. So yeah, I'm, I'm very, 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 very with you on this. So, uh, that I'm kind of basing my perfect offseason off of what Dombrowski said. And, and this, I've got the left fielder for him. I got the center fielder for him and I got the closer. So hire me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, obviously, re-signing Hector. I mean, come on, one year, five million. Oh, yeah, steal, steal. I get in. I get in. I'm signing. So Trevor Story, Suzuki. So far, this is good. Kiermaier. I, like this. I like where you're at. Kiermaier. Yeah, I like where you're at. Trevino. Uh, my guy, David Bednar. Uh, I'm signing Corey Knable for two years, sixteen million, eight million a year. I think he is elite. I love the fastball. I love the power fastball curveball combination. It's just uh, dope. Um, <laughs> this, this, I'm not sure you're going to like, I'm giving Brett Gardner one year, 3 million. Oh, stop. No. Dombrowski talked the other day about wanting a world oh. series champion. Brett Gardner, oh. I'm going to play him in left field, play him against oh. righties. I'm giving him a one year deal for three, 3 million. There, there's no way the Yankees don't bring him back. <laughs> Well, no. and, 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 and it's all fun and games until Joe Girardi bats him over Suzuki and gets him like, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. like 400. I, I, I trust Brett. All right. I yeah. got Gardy. I've known Gardy for years. I know he can handle this. Yeah. So I'm playing a, a bit with fire here, but I do think that they need more winners in here. Uh, they need guys that have done it before and Brett Gardner commands respect everywhere he goes. So. I am actually trading DD and a prospect to the Rockies for I don't know whatever. Like, <laughs> like I'm getting off that. I'm getting off that 14 million, however I can. I think Kendall's a good enough prospect to where at least it's semi intriguing. The Rockies have like no direction, but I bet they would be like, ah, oh, whatever. DD's fine, I guess. Um, they're losing story. Just Trevor Story, yeah, yeah, yeah. Replacing with DD sounds like a win. Um, <laughs> yeah, sure, so. So, I mean, listen, Didi goes to Colorado, whatever. But, uh, yeah, I'm getting off that contract, and that's part of my plan to stay under the lecture tax. Like, I will give up a legitimate prospect to get off of that. And Kendall, yeah. Kendall is legitimately legitimate enough to where it might be able to get the job done. I don't know. But whatever, not whatever prospect it takes, but any prospect in, like, the 10 to 20s, I'm I'm pretty open to, to, to moving so I can move Didi and leave shortstop open for Stott or Story. Yeah, all about moving Didi. I'm with you on that. Like I said, I'd rather take the route of, you know, framing him for a crime or something. But this is probably a better idea. Yeah, probably. Probably. Uh, <laughs> and my Didi's too nice a guy. I can't do that to him. And my final move is I'm... <laughs> uh, no one's going to like this, but I, <laughs> I'm not even sure I like it. But uh, I'm signing John Lester to a one-year, $1 million deal. What? What? <laughs> John Lester. Stop, I'm just getting on list. I'm literally just getting a number five starter for a million. Winners, huh? You just want winners. Yeah, you want I do. Guys have won titles. Yes, I do. I do. I need guys that know how to win. And I don't. I know John Lester can't. Literally, is 
awful now. I mean, he had the pitch oh, like so a four seven ERA last year. Yeah, he pitched to a four three with the with the Cardinals last year. And he's actually a thousand years old. I think it was his thirty seven. Thirty seven. Trust me, Jack. I know he's younger than me. All right, pal. Congratulations. Thanks. Congratulations. Thanks so much. John uh, Lester and I are almost contemporaries. So, so until Eflin comes back. I'm gonna give a couple stars to John Lester. Whatever, I don't care. Gives my gives my final roster looking like this: JT and Marshawn are my catchers. Reese and Bohm are my first baseman slash DH. Stott at second. Story at short. Segura at third. Uh, so, Ooh. Yes, Suzuki in left with paired with Veerling, Kiermaier in center, Bryce in right, and Gardy, <laughs> our guy Gardy. Uh, oh, just rotating around. Starting pitchers are Wheeler. Wheel- shutdown bullpen. Can we just get to the shutdown bullpen you've you've put together? Wheeler, Nola, Gibby, Ranger, Falter slash Kraus until Eflin's back and Lester. <laughs> <laughs> uh, closer Lou Trevino, followed by Hector Falter after whatever. Uh, Bednar, Coonrod, Alvarado, Sheriff. If he has options, he, he could be in AAA. Whatever, I don't care. Uh, Brogdon, Canable, and Sir Anthony Dominguez. There's a nine. Yeah, really there's, good job by you. Your, yours is much, 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 much more realistic than mine. There's a 90 win ball club, Dave. Look my, at you. You have Look my number. You. you have my number. You improved the defense. The offense is still solid. The bullpen is a thousand times better. Give this guy a job. Don't though. Don't don't leave me on this podcast. That wouldn't be good. But you know, if needed. <laughs> but think about it. I think I, I could be your inside source. That's true. Oh, why is why is Seltzer breaking all this news all of a sudden? <laughs> can't, can't figure out where he got that from. Oh, who could, who could it be? I, you know, what, what did that happen? Uh, no, I you, you did a really good job. I I appreciate all. I mean that that you're you're the king of. I will say you did promise me more fake trades. I just and the and the listeners forget me. You promised the listeners more fake trades. You're so good at them. It's kind of messed up. You don't. Yeah, I thought we were gonna do it every pod. Well, I'm gonna get back to the bit of doing that. I forgot about okay. that bit. Uh, it's it when okay. you, when your whole but, life is a bit. It's hard to keep all the bits. <laughs> it's hard to keep all the bits in order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like JT is so lucky I didn't trade him and sign Mike Zunino. I'm shocked you didn't. I was expecting a JT trade bombshell. Well, I gotta be honest. I tried to do a perfect offseason that I also felt was realistic. Yeah, yours is very, very, very realistic. Like, you know, it was it was good. You did a good job, buddy. I'm proud of you. Oh, thanks. I, you know, I, I really am. I feel the I, really I feel am. the warmth in your heart for how well I, I did. Know. I'm gonna I go really home am. and put that. I, I, need, I mean, again, I need Nick Castellanos, but otherwise, it's perfect. No, listen, oh. I I so I'm already giving up the the second rounder for a story. I guess I'll do that. Um, but then it's a third rounder, right? It just goes back around. So why yeah. not? Then it's like a no brainer. Stop. <laughs> Stop. That's 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 too far. You want me to give up two draft picks for, for players that would make the Phillies automatic playoff contenders? Mm. Good luck yeah. selling me on that. Well, you know, we do what we could do, Jack. We do what we could do. Honestly, which would you hate more, Gardner or Lester? <sighs> I mean, I think I'd hate Gardner more. Wow. Even though he's a better player right now. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I mean, Gardy's but definitely, definitely done. But the, the... I hate, like, a deep, passionate hatred of that guy. Like, well, he's high on my least liked people in the sport list. Like, outside of guys who are, like, 
you know, true a-holes, like bad people and stuff. Like Brett Gardner is the top of my I hate you as a baseball player list. Yeah, but winner. And uh, but I, I do agree with you. You are playing with fire knowing that Girardi would have like his boy back that would like really like tempt him to bat him all the time because he came it's up. Disaster, let's be honest. <laughs> Just wait for the first Gardner leading off and Didi in the two hole lineup that we get. Nope. And then it's like, oh, no. Joe. They need they Joe. need they need Didi out of here for our own good. Like Dave, Dave, yeah, I, know. I think Dave saw one too many DD starts last year, and he's like, you know, I what? hope he did. Yes, me. Too. I hope he went into Middleton's office and was like, John, why did you make me pay this guy for two years? What are you, what are we doing here? Can I do my job? Right. Because I have to believe that's what happened, Jack. I have to believe it. Yeah, well, our guy Dave would never. No, well, not not that he's a year under his belt now. Not not after having a year of seeing DD and knowing that Girardi probably helped facilitate that move and saying, Joe, not anymore. Trust me, man. This guy's great. We need Didi here. Mm, disagree, Joe. <laughs> All right. This is good. I, I, they signed a raise guy, Jack. Yes. And that raise guy is going to bring me Kevin Kiermaier. I love it. I love it. Are you guys, I'm assuming there's no take bag today. I feel like we just kind of did the take bag. Is there anything? Uh, extra? No, I did think the Aaron loop thing was interesting. I mean, uh, you know, uh, former Phillies, great Aaron loop. Yeah. You, you doubted Klintak and his eye for talent, but I mean, hey, listen. let me tell you when Aaron loop was here, he wasn't good. No, he was Aaron... not. But then, but then you know, he's a lights out reliever. Of course, our guy with the rays found him and brought him down there, created a monster. Aaron loop turned into a, Dominant reliever, the Mets signed him. He was great last year. Our guy brings him back. I like it. Yeah, uh, all yeah. comes full circle. I'll t- yeah, just get me guys who can get outs out of the bullpen. I'm happy. Yes. Also, like it's not the hard. Again, I feel like I say this every off season after I lay out my perfect off season. It's not that hard to build a bullpen. I just did one in 20 minutes. <laughs> it's true. It's a really good point, Jack. Thank Nailed you. it. Thank you. I agree, Dave. Figure it out. Dave, hire Jack Fritz, but yes. don't, but do. do. Just, do. just do what he tells you to do. Right. How about that? Right. I appreciate Dave listening. He's at the GM meetings. He's probably busy. On his flight home, I'm sure he will download this. Oh, I think he's got his AirPods in walking around the meetings with us in his ears as he heads into meetings and stuff just to make sure he's, like, prepared and ready. Good. I mean, yeah, this is like playing with fire, Jack. I mean, come on. I agree. I agree. So <laughs> I, I appreciate you listening, Dave. And yet again... It's not that hard to build a bullpen. It is not that hard. All right. Um, final thought, Fritzy. Final thought. Today was a really great day. I woke up. Well, last night I got home. I wrote out my perfect all season. Got super excited about it. <laughs> woke up this morning. Uh, added John Lester to it. Made it even better. And then I came to work. Saw you. Said it's perfect all season day. <laughs> and then while producing the show, the Phillies signed a raise guy. He would come run their R&D department slash be an assistant general manager. And now we just did the perfect offseason podcast. And I got to be honest, it's just been a great day. It has been a great day. I and, love and there, For those who don't know, there, Jack has reserved the right to update the perfect offseason as we go along. So it is possible you will get more perfect offseason. Yes. Right? Yes. So this is perfect offseason 1.0. If, if, <laughs> if Mel Kuyper and, and, Todd McShay can put out, you know, 8.0 mock drafts. I can do perfect off seasons. And I genuinely get excited writing them out every time. Although 
I do highly enjoy this one. Yeah, I like this one too. There were a lot of moving parts. He made a lot of moves. It's just a lot of trades, which I appreciate again as someone who sucks at fake trades. I appreciate your ability to fake trade. It really is, mm. it's a skill, Jack. Yeah, yeah. So uh Brimmy Lutrevino, who, fun fact, threw a no-hitter against Bloomsburg in college. So uh, and uh, I the true story comes out. I kept the book for that game and he was <laughs> Now we know. And he was See, nasty. We gotta get Chaz McCormick on the pod. Can we make this happen? Yeah, for sure. Okay, that would be fun. So look forward to that. That's coming up. Plus, next Saturday, the plan at least. The plan. The pod where Jack and I get drunk and go through all the... I was about to curse, Jack. The bleepy losses from this season. The worst of the worst. So if you wanted to laugh and cry probably the pod for you i think yeah, i think we'll do both yeah well i would say more laughs because it's over you know yeah it's a good point and because who cares because we got a we got a real baseball team jack and a raise guy and a raise guy all right my final thought uh it has been a great day and it is also veterans day so thank you to all the uh all those people who served our country i don't think we make a big enough deal deal about veterans day in this country so um, thank you to everyone. I'm sure there are listeners out there who have served or are serving their country. And, uh, and we, we greatly appreciate that and the sacrifices that have been made by so many over the years to allow us to uh, sit here at home on a microphone and, and talk to you about baseball. So, um, so thank you. Um, Fritzy, the next time we talk, we're going to be doing it with drinks. It's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not true. We're going to talk at work every day, but you know what I mean? Into these microphones for these beautiful yes. people. Yes. And, uh, you know, Hopefully by that point, maybe one of these moves has been done. Oh, oh, buddy. Give it to me. Give it to me. Lou Trevino is going to be a Philly by next Saturday. Let's go. Exactly right. He spreads himself over five years later. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story. And one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data from Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware. Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.